So listen, what are relationship maps and why do you need them? We're going to get into that and so much more right now. So sit tight. Hello, I'm Warwick Brown, founder of Account Manager Tips, and we are going to get into the subject of relationship mapping. So what are they? Relationship maps help you identify and engage with decision makers and influencers to help you win, keep and grow your key accounts. So listen, people buy from people. In fact, you know, 6.8 people to be exact. There was a study in 2016 by uh, CEB Global that found an average or the average number of customer stakeholders that have to formally sign off on a purchasing decision was 6.8. So the people on buying teams are represented from all over the organization. I'm sure you found that yourself. It's no longer just you know the IT person or the facilities person. Everybody's got an opinion. And you know as a supplier, you need to manage these diverse priorities in order to avoid deadlocks and just get decisions made. Now to add fuel to that complex relationship fire, the US Bureau of Labor Statistics Employee Tenure Report, God, that's a mouthful, revealed in 2018 that the average worker, that's you and me, stays in a job 4.2 years, and it's even less for workers aged 25 to 34. Guess how long they stick around for? Only 2.8 years. So really with people coming and going and sales decisions made by committee, you really need solid multi-level relationships with decision makers and influencers to help you win, keep and grow your client base and, and keep focused on that, you know, because people are chopping and changing and moving around all the time. So to do that, you need to start relationship mapping. All right, so relationship maps, they're simply the blueprint to identify, engage and grow your network of contacts in the most effective um, effective way. And it answers questions like, okay, well, so who are the key stakeholders? What are their goals? How influential are they? Do they have any interest in your business relationship? Just because they're influential doesn't mean that they you know, are invested in your particular supplier-client relationship. So think about that. What do they need from you? How do they feel about you? You know, do they like you, hate you, or somewhere in between? And what actions would you take to grow engagement? So the benefits of relationship mapping is that, you know, it's going to help you win clients, keep the ones that you have and unlock revenue growth because you're connecting with the right people, uncovering their challenges and, you know, then solving them. So you'll, you'll understand the quality and strength of your relationships if you start relationship mapping, uh, you know, where the risks are and also where to focus your time and energy, you know, build right, the right relationships with the right people. Now, if you proactively manage relationships with the right people, you'll earn trust and credibility, you'll earn repeat business, you'll gain referrals and recommendations, you'll avoid formal processes, you know, like presentations and reports and proposals, because people trust you and you know the right people, you know, you can skip a lot of that crap. And you can also, you know, spend more time on strategic initiatives because your client listens to your advice. You know, you're not having to constantly resell and convince them every time you've got an idea. You can improve customer retention. You can improve customer retention and you just can get things done, you know, fast track stuff. So who belongs on your relationship map? So let's get into it. Grab a pen and paper or if you want, you can download the relationship mapping template I've created in Excel. So just visit the blog post amtip.co slash relationships and uh, grab it from there and just write down who in your client's organization do you know well? Is there anyone you need to know better? And who don't you know at all? So if, you know, obviously you're not going to know names. So instead of names, just write down job titles or department names, you know, and put placeholders there for those people. Then we're going to add some extra dimensions. So we want to start to categorize your contacts. Think about who are the influencers? You know, who have the most say on the future of your partnership? Who are the users? You know, who actually use your product or service? And how do you help them succeed? 
Who are the leaders in the organization? So who are the executives that have the power to raise concerns or put up roadblocks? Um, that often happens at you know the 11th hour and you know you're scrambling so you know, it's good to know who they are up front who are the decision makers so who controls the resources that's not just money that's people as well and who's budget hold uh, who are the budget holders you know who's got a financial stake then you know go a bit further add more dimensions things like who are your supporters who's on your side who are your detractors who doesn't like you and who you know it's not just people that don't like you it's people that are actively campaigning against you and then who are the champions? You know, who absolutely loves your company and sings your praises even when you're not around? You know, they do all the selling for you. Then start to think about the quality of your relationships. You know, you can color code them. I use, you know, red for weak, amber for good and green for strong. And when you take a really good long look at this list, you'll see there are probably a ton of people that aren't as important as you thought. So just take them off the list. You know, you don't need to worry about them for now. Uh, you may find you need to do a bit more digging to understand the relationship more. And you should end up with a really good list of people that you want to focus on. The ones you want to focus on are only the people that are critical to your success. You can't be friends with everybody, right? All right, now here's a tip. Ask your main point of contact for a copy of the org chart and then just sit them down and say, listen, who do I need to keep happy? Who do I need to keep on my radar? Who do I need to make sure that we don't drop the ball that we keep you know, focused on? They're going to be delirious that you ask the question and they will be more than delighted to share with you who they think uh, in the zoo that you actually need to stay in touch with and focus on building relationships with because it's going to make their life easier, you know? So it's win-win, all right? So give that a go. What is the plan, Stan? So listen, it's time to put on that strategic hat and decide how you're going to go about strengthening, expanding, and developing those relationships with the people you identified as important to your success. Ask yourself, okay, what motivates those stakeholders? How can you help them achieve their goals more easily or, you know, maybe particularly in ways that they hadn't considered? Also, what, what can you do to turn them into champions? So we don't want the status quo to remain. We want to kind of move them up the level of engagement and, and turn them into, into champions. What do you need from them? And what about what do they need from you, more importantly? How is your success linked to theirs? What is your course of action to develop these relationships? And, you know, how are you going to communicate with them? That's really important. And, you know, how often... For instance, executives might need less frequent, but you know, more formal communication like a quarterly presentation on key performance indicators. So keep your plan updated as you learn new information and make progress. Less is definitely more. You want to go deep, not wide. Like I said, you can't be friends with everybody. Now, account managers, here's a tip. Account managers are the ultimate owner of the relationship, sure. But between your organization and your client, there's going to be a ton of stakeholders. You just simply can't be the single sole point of contact for literally everybody. Where it makes sense, think about introducing subject matter experts to each other, you know, somebody from your marketing team to their marketing team. Whatever you think might work, talk, specifically think about maybe your boss. How could your boss play a bigger role in connecting with you know, your client's senior management? Lots of different ways for you to actually bring in other people and connect them in a way that's going to add mutual value. So think about that. Don't just think, okay, I have to do everything because it's simply not possible when you've got a, you know, a bunch of accounts and a bunch of you know, stakeholders within them. Now, I've given you uh, the what, the relationship mapping template in Excel. That's a great place to start, super easy. I have also given you the uh, pen and paper method, but then there's also some relationship mapping tools that you might want to consider as well. These are online tools that really encourage collaboration and sort of creativity. MindMeister is a personal favorite of mine. I've already written some articles about mind mapping and how effective that can be in business. Um, I have created a relationship map template that you are more than welcome to copy. It's the perfect way to, you know, create 
uh, an org chart, you know, start to color code your nodes based on relationship strength, add comments and insights. And what's really great with MindMeister is there is an integration with their sort of sister tool, TaskMeister. And in the click of a button, you can just click on the name, uh, transport it into a dedicated project plan, and then start to get really granular about how you are going to turn those detractors into champions and grow engagement on, you know, some of those more difficult customers. So check it out. It's free. Uh, you can get up to three mind maps, 10 if you start to, you know, recommend it to people. So go for that. Org Chart Hub. That is um, sort of, again, sister software to HubSpot, which is a very popular and well-known CRM, which is free. It's part of their ecosystem. But it is available as a standalone solution. It's a pretty nifty tool. You get up to five charts on a free account. And, you know, it just helps you visualize your accounts, see stakeholder roles, and understand the relationships at a glance. You can set different personas. You can also have placeholders for some of those unknown stakeholders and then swap them out with contact details once you've identified them. Create lines to represent relationships and really start to focus your energy engagement where it's going to be the most impactful. Again, free up to uh, for up to five relationship maps um last but not least is lucid charts i've mentioned this tool before i really really like it it's a full suite of visual drawing tools so you can use it for way more than just simply relationship mapping but good place to start they have a great template on their basic plan which gives you a relationship map that's going to help you understand the political landscape of an organization who to target and how best to reach them really cool tool it's free for up to three documents and then 495 upwards for you know basic plans so again check that one out so let me know do you use relationship maps what do you think they're useful for do you think they can help you win keep and grow your key accounts let me know in the comments of the blog post amtip.co slash relationships or hit me up on social media at warwick a brown or tag me on social hashtag amtips love to hear from you guys Hope you've had a great day, great week, great month, great year, wherever in the world you're listening from. And I will see you next time. Bye for now.